0: I've been a Now TV subscriber since, and I look back in my emails to confirm, May 2016, that's independently on my own. I subscribed to Now TV and we've come so far together since then. On my end, I've upgraded my entertainment pass to include the cinema membership, kids stuff, access to all the Sky Sports channels, not for me, and I've even got the Hey You Reality TV On Demand upgrade. I've also started using a retinol on my face at night. On their end, Now TV have exploded their range of incredible movies and unmissable shows. They've also had an absolute glow-up, and with a new look and feel, are simply called Now. You'll recognize the Now streaming service as an app right on your smart TV, or you can watch it on your laptop and other devices. So, today, in this special segment brought to you by Now, we'll be joined by my current husband and everyone's favorite Telling Everybody Everything guest, Bobby K., to reminisce and review some standout moments. No spoilers from some of the best entertainment we've seen. Bobby K., welcome to this special episode of Telling Everybody Everything.
1: Thank you for having me again.
0: Thanks for coming back on the show.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Well, you know that we watch a lot of streaming service, TV, movies, everything together. And, um, you know, up until recently, obviously, you lived in Canada. Yes, and I have been trying to make it here in the UK with uh, difficulty watching American things.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that is definitely for sure. It's a lot more challenging.
0: It certainly was a lot more challenging, but now it's easier. So in the beginning, I couldn't just put on, you know, Teen Mom, OG, my very favorite show on MTV. I didn't have access to that. So I subscribed to now, and then I could just be in touch with all my... Canadian and American shows, the things that everyone else was watching. I wanted to access HBO, which is very cleverly called Sky Atlantic here. Did you know that?
1: I, I found that out after being here for a while. I'm like, where is HBO? I now know it is Sky Atlantic. So Yeah,
0: yes. and that's how we can watch Succession.
1: Yes, great show.
0: That's how I watched HBO's Girls. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham, I think, is an absolute marvel, and she certainly was at the time. You know, everything has its time. So Sex and the City, also HBO. That was prolific when I was a, what do you want to call me? Was I 20 during that or like late teens? I think I was at university. But I started loving like fashion and talking about sex and independence with my girlfriends. And it was just such a such a show of our time.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't watch much of it, but that being said, I was watching a lot of The Sopranos during that time.
0: Did so, you know about Sex and the City? Of course. Because you've yes, watched soaps course. and things, you have sisters. Uh, yeah, I
1: watched some some soaps and things, but there's so many options, which is great. Um, you know, that was like university time for me. I was watching Sopranos, um, and The Wire. I was um, watching
0: Sopranos too, but it scared me a little bit. Yeah, Sex and City is a lot less violent.
1: I understand the uh, attractiveness <laughs> to that show.
0: <laughs> there what is just as much sex, mm-hmm. but you know what hurts my feelings about the Sopranos is. That Tony Soprano is the lead, and he's lovable, right? Yep. Yeah. Everybody likes him. Sure. But he goes around banging sex workers, hanging out in strip clubs, and killing people. Yeah. But then when I made The Duchess, people are like, well, she's not a very likable lead. She needs to be nice. She's not warm enough. But how come Tony Soprano got to be a murderer and a gangster, and then I didn't even kill anyone in The Duchess, and I was some type of terrible bitch.
1: I mean, it's kind of a product of the times, I guess, but also, you know, the mob shows and movies, people like to maybe fantasize about being that instead of criticizing it, which is not fair, but that's the way it is.
0: Do you know I met one of the most prolific mobsters in the world?
1: I do know that story, And I love him. See?
0: He's a really nice guy.
1: I'm sure. Most of them are.
0: His name is Michael Franzese. We're friends. He owns a dance studio now. And he made more money for the mob than anyone since Al Capone. Wow. And when I chatted to him, and I did ask him how many people he killed, he didn't tell me the answer because I kind of asked him in front of his wife and kids. Rookie mistake. Of course. Um, Also, he scared me because he'd be like, let's take a walk outside. He wanted (sighs) to talk to me by the pool, and I was like, I'm not taking a walk outside. But
1: As long as you haven't crossed them, I think you're you're generally probably fine.
0: Well, I think I owe... A lot of gratitude to The Sopranos for teaching me those lessons about how to converse with a former mob boss. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we love The Sopranos. That's available on now. We both agree on that. You're not so much into Sex and the City. And then girls. I have tried, this is for the listener. Hi. I have tried to get Bobby to watch girls on Sky Atlantic, and he's not interested. He's like, no, I don't like it. But how many moments of girls have you actually watched?
1: I don't know one or two episodes way back and I I just there's more options for me to not have to watch it I'm sure it's fine
0: yeah maybe if I was a 37 year old man I wouldn't get into girls the same way that I did when I was a 27 year old woman
1: I mean it's possible but there's you know there's other sports to watch there's um, the wire has like I don't know how many seasons five seasons it's very gritty and like I just have different preferences
0: I know, but you don't know that you don't like girls. I promise you it has many redeeming qualities. It's a comedy drama, and uh, it can get very angsty, you know, about kind of a privileged millennial living in mostly Manhattan, though she moves all around New York. But I loved it. There was something about it that connected with me so much. Oh, and Lena Dunham has a body that we weren't really seeing many actresses expose at that time. It was like kind of the beginning of the body positive movement. Mm for my age group and I loved that she was shown having like full sex which getting her boobs out Mm. that really made me feel great
1: I'm I'm happy for you I really am
0: (laughs) maybe if I find one episode will you watch it with me sure okay so what do you love about the wire
1: um, again, it's kind of like a, not really a mob, but it's set in uh, Baltimore, and there's a lot of criminals versus the cops and kind of a balance between the two, and it's just really gritty. And when it came out, it's like one of those shows like, oh, you have to watch The Wire. It's the best show ever. It's the best show ever. I finally got around to doing it, and it, it is unique for sure. Um, That's what's it just great seems, about It just seems set. real. It almost seems like it's a, a reality show. You get to know the characters so well. It just seems like a, it could be reality. Um, it's just very well done.
0: Or do you think people just fancy Idris Elba?
1: Well, that's, I think, his kind of coming-out party. But, yeah, I'm sure they do. But there's so many other characters. Like, there's dirty cops and, you know, good cops. And, um, yeah, it's just a great show.
0: My mob boss friend, Michael Francesi, would hate The Wire.
1: In the Wire, you kind of do and you don't like the cops, too. You, you can kind of see both sides. Yeah, it is one of the top-rated shows for sure.
0: You're not alone. No. And that's on now. Is it violent?
1: Um. Yeah, it can be.
0: Like how violent? was the most like, violent thing?
1: I don't remember the most violent. There's certainly loads of shootings.
0: I just can't. See, this is where you and I are different. And I appreciate that we're in a marriage now. This is a democracy and we watch a lot of TV together, so we have to agree on things. Mm-hmm. But when I want to watch Teen Mom and Girls and you want to watch The Sopranos and The yeah, Wire. This is
1: where we kind of... You know, where we fall in the middle is a show like The Flight Attendant, where kind of both sides come together. We both like it, and then we kind of have our own little interests on in other areas. But a show like this, you know, a *Who Done It*, you know, mystery, thriller, suspense, that's where we can kind of become one.
0: Everybody's talking about The Flight Attendant. So we have started watching this really fresh, fun mystery, and we are loving it. I think I like it because I'm drawn to... Uh, powerful, resilient, badly behaved women on mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. There are a few of those in The Flight Attendant. Oh, my gosh. And yes. there's an actress from Girls.
1: Ah, there's you know her
0: action. best friend, The Lawyer?
1: Yes. That's also okay, I did not know that. Lena Dunham. Again, I've watched Girls. There so. you
0: go. Crossover. Do you know I'm going to watch the rest of The Flight Attendant like I'm watching Girls.
1: There you go. I'm and, gonna... then, and then I can watch it with you.
0: <laughs> It'd be like a fan fiction of this is where she went after... University. Right. I love the opening.
1: Oh, the opening is great. It's like a 60s, 70s opening. Right away we both said that was really cool. Um, So that drew me in right away. It's
0: like Mad Men.
1: Yeah, exactly. It kind of draws you in. It's unique. I don't want to give too much away.
0: No. I mean, well, we don't really know who did it yet. We haven't finished it, but we have got close. I think we're episode seven now. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's tricky, and it's got all this scandal and sex and mystery, a lot and at the
1: drinking. Heart,
0: a lot of drinking. At the heart of it is a flight attendant, Kayla Kuoko, who has a, a love of sex and a very problematic drinking habit. Mm-hmm. It's, sometimes her drinking baffles me. Like I don't know how she's walking around in the episodes and not in the hospital.
1: Yeah, it's quite remarkable to watch.
0: A functioning alcoholic yeah, like she... that.
1: Well, she's not functioning at all times. She obviously has some hiccups along the way.
0: I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to reveal that she goes home with this rich man off first class in Bangkok. And then she wakes up in bed with him, but he's been murdered. And so I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's like straight in. That's what you know. And then we work backwards to try to figure it out. And then her life is in danger. And what happened? What happened? Well, you don't know. When you're wasted, Kaylee Cuoco.
1: But the drinking kind of stumbles her into some success and mm. stumbles her out of. It kind of it's like a double-edged sword for her, I find. And
0: but it certainly doesn't glamorize drinking. It doesn't oh, make 100%. me be like, no, no, no. I want to not. steal those little bottles <clears throat> from the duty free and.
1: That's one bonus of being a flight attendant.
0: I mean, she is functional in that <clears throat> she's never late for work. Her mm-hmm. makeup's always on point. Mm-hmm. She doesn't appear to get hangovers. How does she do that?
1: I guess just, just to be a full-blown alcoholic, you need it to keep rolling.
0: <laughs> well, we admire her for a variety of reasons. And I'm sure you've heard about The Flight Attendant. It's like their big, big, big new show. You can watch it on now. Well, thanks to me banging on about it. Um, well, I bang on about it because I'm asked. I go on in interviews and people say, tell me about your love story with Bobby Kay. And I say... I was on this show a year ago talking about it. Do you really want me to say it again? And they do. People feel a lot of hope and they love the beautiful story of fate and destiny. So if you are the one person left in the UK who doesn't know this, Bobby and I used to date when we were like 15, 16, 17 around that time. Uh, I had some flight attendant tendencies, so I don't remember exactly the dates. And now we're married after a 20-year break. So... I remember when we were teens, there was not a whole lot to do in a small town, but we did have one stunning landmark cinema. Did you go to the cinema a lot with your friends when you were a teen? Oh,
1: at that time, I think that was, yeah, at least every other weekend probably with friends.
0: We would go on Tuesdays because it was cheap. Yeah, that's
1: right. It was That's right. It was like a really popular thing to do at that time.
0: Before we started getting fake IDs and going to the bars, it was like social. Your parents would drop you off. Yeah. And I used, Yeah, I used to drink this clear beverage. It was kind of like an early bubble tea. It had those little tapioca balls in it. It's called Clearly Canadian. Did you ever um, have that?
1: I, I probably would have, but it definitely wasn't a staple for me.
0: Clearly Canadian was like the posh drink that you would have when you were a teen. Okay. You were not getting like a one liter Pepsi and taking it in. I was. You were. <laughs> I was Clearly Canadian with Pepsi a straw. Pepsi is delicious. I know. Hey, by the way, it's Bobby's favorite drink. If anyone's wondering, is Bobby a Coke man or a Pepsi man? I don't want to divide the nation, but he likes the extra citrus zip in a Pepsi. Though he denies he can taste citrus in it, but I googled it to see what the difference was between Coke and Pepsi. And Pepsi claims to have a little bit of a lemon twist, so anyway. I don't believe that we ever went on a cinema date together.
1: I don't remember.
0: I think we went to a lot of house parties. We might have watched movies at home. We would have certainly would have watched home. movies
1: at home, 100%, yes. Big Daddy was around that time.
0: I loved what? My first crush was Adam Sandler. Did you know that?
1: I did, yeah. You tell me all the time.
0: <laughs> and now I look at his comedy, I'm like, yeah, a teenage girl would like that. Yeah. I still, you know, respect and admire him. But when I was a teenage girl, I just thought he, all those voices he did. Yeah. How do you pitch that in a script? How do you go, and now I'm going to say... Shampoo is better, well, cleans the hair. You
1: have to pitch it yourself to do the voices and they're like, all right, that's kind of funny. But... I don't
0: know. I think people just trusted him. I think back then was a golden age in comedy cinema where networks and movie studios would just invest in a star. Do you know what I mean? You can't put what Jim Carrey does on a page.
1: No. And certainly. go, here's what
0: he's going to do. And then you're definitely not going to have six producers come in and say, Jim, We don't really think you should do it that way. Would it be funnier, Jim, if you did it like this? I don't know about that headband, Jim. I have a lot of personal traumas. Yeah, it
1: seems like you've got some built up.
0: Well, it's, you know, it's different now. So Big Daddy, you loved, I loved. Did we ever see it together?
1: Oh, I'm sure we would have, yeah.
0: Maybe we were making out. Did you know that Wild Wild West, which also came out in 1999, starring Will Smith, was the film that he chose... Above the Matrix. And
1: what a huge mistake.
0: And became the franchise. And
1: cool Keanu has become since then. I mean, he was always on a good trajectory,
0: but he's one of the good ones, you know? Keanu Reeves is a standout Canadian. Yeah. We have Bryan Adams, Celine Dion, Keanu Reeves, Bobby Kay.
1: Well, we know that Keanu is number one.
0: <laughs> how did he get so cool?
1: I don't know. I think he's been through a lot, but I I don't know.
0: What else? What else was in cinema, like, late 1999, early 2000? We should rewatch these things. Yeah, we should. Take ourselves back to the time of our courtship.
1: Yeah, but our cinema interests are a bit different. Like, we can find some common ground, but I kind of like the classical movies, you know. Where we do find common ground is on, like, the comedies. Some of the rom-coms, I will admit, I can get involved in, but...
0: Yes, this is where we run into trouble. I think I was able to metabolize... Drama a lot better when I was young because mm. I did watch Forrest Gump in theaters. I did watch Castaway. I even watched The Changeling
1: starring Angelina yeah.
0: Jolie on a plane where you're so much more emotional.
1: Yeah, certainly.
0: And now I think where we're different is that you can watch all the amazing blockbusters, Oscar nominated films, war movies. You can watch all of it. And I just. I can't. I almost have to stick to Teen Mom. That's the most (sighs) drama I can take. The Oscars just transpired. I love Emerald Fennell, and I was so excited to see her take the award for Best Screenplay for Promising Young Woman, but I'm scared to watch it. That one's on our list.
1: Yeah, we'll have to watch it. I'll, I'll force you to.
0: It has to do with sexual assault. I think there's murder. I think there's revenge. And I'm afraid. But it's obviously a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, you just have to go through the motions. It might be, you know, a bit dramatic at times, but I think with these movies, at least for me, you get through it and, I don't know, there's some type of euphoria you feel in accomplishing it, whether, you know, it's sad at times or not. It's just you go through it.
0: Yeah, so walk me through that then. So the appeal for you is you feel sad.
1: You can, yeah. Do you cry? I can.
0: Do you feel scared? Sometimes. Do you feel adrenaline?
1: Yes. And you come out of the other side with an experience. And it, sometimes a meaningful one is better than just watching for a laugh. It really depends what kind of mood you're in. But there are positives to just having a laugh, and then there's positives to you know, working your way through some emo- emotional trauma
0: do vicariously. You f- do you feel like being taken on a journey and coming out of a film emotionally enriched? right helps you in your actual life
1: for sure it just gives you some different perspective i also like david lynch films which when you watch one of those films you come out going what did i just watch and like for days it can still stick in your head and try and figure out what you actually just watched and those are the movies that, I, that can mean a lot because you're just constantly thinking about it so therefore it sticks with you
0: I yeah. just feel too scared. But I want to change because I'm missing out. You know, there'll be people talking about the latest and greatest films or TV series. And then I have to confess, oh, I was too scared to watch that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel sad that day. But you come out of these films feeling not sad anymore. Right.
1: I'm never sad afterwards.
0: But you, what you're describing is the roller coaster of emotions that I have when someone rings me on the phone mm-hmm. without texting first, when the doorbell rings. Yeah. Uh, And also Botox, you know. If you go for a Botox appointment, then you really feel a sense of accomplishment. You know, you're you're scared. Your palms get sweaty. It kind of stings for a minute. You feel sad. You examine your life and you go, what am I doing paying for botulism in my face so I just can't move my eyebrows? But then you come out of it and you're like, I did it. And that's, I think, how I get my kicks.
1: Wow, that's a lot.
0: See, I want to be a more well-rounded person. I want to be a more cinematic, intellectual person. I want to be able to discuss these films with people. But I'm just, I'm scared. I, I really, my goal this week is to watch Promising Young Woman.
1: Well, I would watch that with you.
0: What kind of feminist am I if I don't watch it? But I mean, Emerald Fennell has already won the Oscar, so she doesn't really need my support.
1: Yeah, but don't you want to know like, oh, what am I missing? Because you're missing something, obviously.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I want to join everyone else in celebrating there you this go. promising young woman. Okay. Bobby, I have a confession. Sometimes I lie about having seen films that I have not seen because I don't want to feel left out. I want to impress people. Okay. So Shawshank Redemption. That's an example of a reference that I should know. It's part of my job to understand general cultural references and sometimes when a film gets so big It it comes up in conversation Yeah, that is a
1: a massive one. So you've not seen it? No. Oh my goodness.
0: What's it about?
1: Oh my gosh (laughs) I don't know know what it's about either. No. Well, it's about one guy Tim Robbins who goes to jail Um, Tim Robbins. Yeah, I like him. Morgan Freeman is in it He's his best mate in prison Mm. and he is trying to escape from jail for a crime. He didn't commit Um, and it's just a lovely, lovely story of, like, years in the making of how he can plan his escape.
0: Have you ever claimed to have watched and loved a film that you never actually saw?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure that I have not, no.
0: Yeah, you don't have to. You got me into...
1: Oh, Peter Sellers.
0: Yeah, Bobby loves Peter Sellers. And now anything Peter Sellers. You surprise me sometimes. I come down the stairs and you're watching some, like, beautiful classic. I'm like, what? Yeah. Bobby watches Gone with the Wind?
1: No, I don't, I don't. That's one I have not seen, <laughs> Oh,
0: actually. my gosh.
1: But um, most Peter Sellers films, for sure, yeah.
0: I have also lied about watching The Godfather.
1: Uh, that seems... Uh, I could have guessed that.
0: I know it's good. I know everyone likes it. I know references from The Godfather, mm-hmm. mostly because they were featured, like, in Animaniacs.
1: I'm sure. By those
0: pigeons.
1: There's been lots of references to The Godfather over the years in different films and Yeah. TV, yeah.
0: You kind of get a gist. You can't avoid Godfather no. references. So you no. have to at least somewhat understand them. I know about the horse head in the bed. Yes. But what's The Godfather really about?
1: Um, family <laughs> and the mob. Again, back to the mob, just like family and the mob and like a different code of operating, um, you know, with violence, obviously.
0: That's a movie that I know is so well respected. How can you live your life? And not have seen The Godfather. And I think The Mob is a good way in for me. Yeah. I've been gently introduced to The Mob. Yeah,
1: you'd like it. And you love family.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you know, another thing I like about The Real Life Mob is that Michael Franzese's father was the oldest incarcerated person in the US, and he got out before his hundred and It was his 100th birthday or something. He was incarcerated at 100. And when I interviewed this man, he was like, oh, I'm just, my dad did put a hit on me, but I deserved it because he thought I was gonna squeal on people, but I didn't squeal. I went to prison, I wasn't murdered, and I got out and I started this like real religious life. And my dad's gonna get out soon and we're gonna have a big party for him. So I think he actually just died not too long ago and Mm. he was 103. And family is the most important thing to them. There's a, there's a lovely wedding scene, isn't there?
1: Yes, Godfather starts with a wedding, Marlon Brando's daughter's wedding, and that's when you're kind of introduced to him and all his sons and, you know, all the offerings behind the scenes of the wedding.
0: Marlon Brando's in it. What? Yes. Do you know the old acting school story? And I despise most acting school stories, by the way. Yeah. Have you ever been to an acting class? no oh it's so grim well they're like strip away everything about yourself and have no dignity remaining and then build yourself back Mm. up they just ask you to do the most ridiculous things like close your eyes and dance and you're like that is a health and safety hazard Hmm. marlon brando young marlon brando was in an acting class and the teacher said okay you're this you're that and all the actors in la at the time were running around uh following the teacher's instructions and then the teacher said, Okay, you are a chicken and a nuclear warning attack, siren, is going off. And everybody started like bark, 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 like flipping out, bucking around like chickens. Yeah. And Marlon Brando just sat with his legs crossed very coolly in his chair. And the teacher said, Marlon, what are you doing? You know, there's a nuclear bomb threat and you're a chicken. And he said, Exactly, I'm a chicken. I don't know what a nuclear bomb threat is. Perfect. What a cool guy. He
1: he was a cool guy.
0: Let me tell you this about an incredible film that I've seen recently. The Joker. Mm. I loved it. Not every female comic does. There's something about the depiction of his rage and mental illness and his fury about being laughed at. It's that old Margaret Atwood, I think, saying that women are scared, men are going to kill them, men are scared, women are going to laugh at them. And if you mock someone like the Joker Mm -hmm. enough, then he turns around and becomes this villain.
1: Yeah, but then these same people, I mean, devil's advocate here, he's grown up, he was abused. Yeah. I mean, he's got mental, severe mental problems. It's not just, I understand, you know, it's a comic being laughed at, it's a guy. But if you understand the story of the Joker... I mean, it's a little bit more to it than just that.
0: Right. Did you like The Joker? Did we watch it together?
1: We watched it together, yeah, yeah. yes. I had to kind of hold your hand through it, but I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the comic book movies generally, but um, the Batman series with Christopher Nolan and this one I thought were very well done.
0: Yeah, The Joker kind of delves into something totally different and becomes this psychological thriller.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Framing Britney Spears. We love the documentaries on now. We love them. We loved the Woody Allen documentary, Tina, I Am Jackie O, and I think we can both agree that documentaries on now are a huge, huge selling point for us.
1: Yeah, they, they make the best ones.
0: There are things in my life that I need resolution on. I need closure. And the life and experiences of Britney Spears is one of those things. Because you want to talk about films that we saw in cinema around the time of our original courtship in 1999. Britney Spears was probably the biggest thing in my life at that period.
1: Yeah she was definitely the biggest star.
0: Did you listen to Britney Spears music? Did you fancy her?
1: No I never fancied her. What? Um I didn't but I mean her music was absolutely everywhere you couldn't escape it so.
0: You fancied me and not Britney Spears but we're so much alike. Well, Physically.
1: I, yeah well I can only pick one.
0: <laughs> Dance-wise.
1: Dance-wise Listen.
0: Oh my gosh! Do you want to know a fun fact that I just remembered? What? This is very private, but we're happy to share it for the Telling Everybody Everything crowd. The night at Vince's party, when you first broke up with me, I was coming from this show that I was doing. It was a variety show for Blue Water Musical Productions, where we did old show tunes and musical numbers, but we also got to do some modern music, and if you recall, I was all in purple, and I was doing Oops, I Did It Again with the dance team. Remember, mm-hmm. I was the choreographer for The Little Girls. Sure. When you broke up with me, I was Britney Spears.
1: <sighs> framing Catherine Ryan. I'm really sorry for that.
0: That's okay. But that not that a funny layer that I yeah. just remembered now?
1: I mean, I think I always knew there was a sinister <laughs> side to that the whole thing, and then the framing Britney Spears kind of... Highlights a lot of these things
0: Um, Bobby was an Avril Lavigne man.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it was about Avril Lavigne versus Britney Spears But I definitely preferred one over the other
0: I could put eyeliner. Maybe she
1: seemed a bit more Authentic whether it was real or not that was perceived by me
0: So you are drawn to authenticity. Yes And tragically you will see when you watch framing Britney Spears that she was never afforded any of her own authenticity She was manufactured from the start. Yes And now the debate is, should we intervene? Is there too much intervention already? There's a group of fans who are touting these free Britney signs and staging protests. Uh, She's still under conservatorship, which is being kind of modulated all the time. There are different court appearances. But Britney has expressed an interest in being in charge of her own financial affairs. And I mean, without going into it more than that, it's just a stunning documentary. It
1: is, yeah. Very interesting.
0: We like to watch it together. Yes. Bobby, I love being on pub gardens with you. I love going to events with you. I love traveling with you, but I love the simple moments of watching great television and films and documentaries and all that stuff with you too. Everything but the golf.
1: Well, the golf is obviously nice for me, but I do enjoy our, you know, nighttime ritual before bed of watching something, coming to an agreement and watch something we both enjoy.
0: We just got a smart TV in the bedroom. Yes. Stole it from the daughter. She asked for it for her birthday, we installed it, and then she was watching tablets, and so we took it up to our room, didn't we? Yeah, we're old school. (laughs) We've enjoyed owning it. And I've loved having you on this special episode brought to you by Now of Telling Everybody Everything. Thanks to Bobby K for joining me. And also thanks to Bobby K for being my faithful viewing partner in the very democratic process of choosing what we watch. We have genuinely been loyal Now subscribers, well, I have for nearly five years, because they raise the bar all the time to continually provide the best range of entertainment to stream. There's so much available on Now that I love. You can get in on the incredible shows and unmissable movies too and you've got nothing to lose just search now today and start your seven day free trial if you're already a subscriber like me i hope we've pointed you in the right direction of what to sink your teeth into next we'll see you soon bye bye